Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning. Thanks, Paul, Annie. Thank you for leading. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Donna. Appreciate you guys. Good morning, Broadway. We are going to speak in a little bit today about the gifts of the Spirit, and the reason why we're speaking about this in the middle of this series on faithful witness is because we're going to be working on our biblical mandate in our small groups. Am I right? And so hearing those things and listening and descending with others where God is calling them to be, it would be a good thing for us to speak a little bit about how these gifts that the Spirit gives us. Every child of God has been given a a gift of the Spirit. If you're filled with the Spirit, you've got fruit, you've got a gift. It might look small, it might look not a big one that everybody sees, but you have a gift and that gift is important for the body to grow. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. I've got somebody who's going to read scripture for us. Spencer is going to read for us from 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We're going to read the whole chapter. And so um, it's going to be on your screens too. We are reading from the New King James Version. All right, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles, carried away to those dumb idols. However, you were led. Therefore, I made known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are differences of activities, but it is the same God who works in all in all. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit, to another the word of knowledge, the same spirit, to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same spirit. To another, the work of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of the spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But one in the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. For in fact, the body is not one member, but many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, am I not of the body? Is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I am not of the body, it is therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would be the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where would be the smell? Smelling, But now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as he pleased. And if they were all one member, where would, be, where would the body be? But now indeed there are many members, yet one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor the head to the feet, I have no need of you. No, much rather, those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable... On those we bestow greater honor, and our unpresentable parts have greater modesty, but our presentable parts have no need. But God composed the body, having given greater honor to that part which lacks it, 
that there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, all the members should suffer with it. Or if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now you are the body of Christ and members individually, and God has appointed these in the church, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healing, helps, administration, varieties of tongues, are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles, do all have gifts of healing, do all speak with tongues, do all interpret, but earnestly desire the best gifts, and yet I show you, you a more excellent way. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Lord, we thank you for your word, which is true, which never changes. Lord, we thank you that your word is a light to our feet and a lamp to our path. And Lord, we pray that as we open your word together, as we speak of your word together, that you would confirm your word in our hearts, in our lives, and in different ways that your spirit wills to confirm your word with. We give you praise and we honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning, good morning again. So we are talking about the diversity and the unity in spiritual gifts today. Uh, we are looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And we read the whole chapter because I wanted it to be in context of what we are talking about. Paul speaks about the body here. And in the beginning, he speaks about the gifts. And then he connects it to how the body works. So he says a few things that I'm going to touch on. And we're going to try and move as fast as possible um, I thought I was not going to say it, but I think I'm going to say it again, that I'll try today not to keep you as much as um, Elizabeth Taylor's seventh husband. She said, I won't keep you long, so I won't keep you long too. All right, the diversities of the gifts. We hear that the gifts are diverse, but the gifts come from the Holy Spirit. The gifts are given by the Holy Spirit. In their diversity, they are given to us. God is the giver of the gifts. Gifts are not imparted by people. Gifts are not in taught. Gifts are given by the Spirit of God. And these gifts are diverse, are diverse sorry, that we hear. They are different. They are all different, but in all their differences, they work by the same Holy Spirit. The same Lord, the same gifts, the same ministries, the same activities. And I want us to realize that as we speak about gifts, I want us to know first and foremost that the Holy Spirit is the source of these gifts. They don't come from being taught. I know for some of you this is like, what? Yep, they don't come from being taught. You're not taught how to speak in tongues. You're not taught how to... Um, to have the gift of helps, those are gifts that God gives us. They are not taught to us. Yes, they may be developed as we go, but they are not taught to us. They are gifts that the Lord gives us. And realizing that as well, that there are so many different gifts with different ministries, with different activities, it is very, it is, it is very possible for us to just concentrate on our legal part, on legal area of gifting. And we forget that the body has got different parts. And having those different parts is what makes the body to be able to do what it needs to do. God is the one who's glorified by gifts, not people. He has a way that he has given these different gifts and he has a way that he expects us to work together in those giftings that he has called us. 
It says the manifestation of the Spirit is given to people. I know some people are like, but what does that mean? I want to put it this way. The Holy Spirit is always with us. The Bible tells us that. Jesus in John 14 said, I pray to the Father that he will give you another helper. The one who will abide with you forever. And the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because there is neither seen him or, or knows him. But you know him and he dwells in you and will be with you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. The Spirit of God is always with us. And in his being always with us, there are times where he manifests himself with gifts. That's fine. But he's always with us. When you are a child of God, you are saved and you're full of the Holy Spirit because he fills you with the Holy Spirit at salvation. When that happens, he is there. He doesn't go and come. So he is there. But then he manifests himself so that we can benefit as the body from being in the spirit. The benefit is to the body, not to an individual. The benefit of the gifts, as we hear, as Paul speaks about them here, is to bring unity to the body. It's not for a particular individual. It's for us to come together as a body. When we come together as a body, then we function well. And as, as well, remember that these gifts are distributed according to what God wills, not according to our will, not according to the will of the pastor, not according to the will of the evangelist or whosoever. They are distributed according to God's will. Sometimes we assume, and this is a big problem in the church, we assume that having gifts or, or, or exhibiting a gift means that somebody is mature in the Lord. It doesn't. God gives, gives people gifts as he wills. But those gifts need to go with maturity for them to be served, to serve the purpose that God has given them. God has given gifts and he's got a purpose. But if the gift is, ex, is being exercised outside of maturity, there is a problem. This is the reason why Paul says to Titus and to Timothy in choosing elders that do not choose somebody. They might have a gift and charisma and a gift for this. In 1 Timothy 3 um, and in Titus 1, we hear him saying that don't, don't anoint a novice to lead. They might have a gift because the Holy Spirit gives that gift. But if they don't have the, the character to hold that gift together, the character to be able to exercise that gift in maturity, the character to be able to exercise that gift for the health of the body, that gift becomes really destructive to the church. And the reason why we find ourselves in places where we are is because some of us think, oh, Man, if somebody has this gift, that means they are truly mature. No, they're not. It doesn't mean that. What tells if a believer is mature is the fruit of the Spirit. When somebody exhibits the fruit of the Spirit, we know that there is maturity. Not when somebody exists a gift. Yes, the gift is, is, is a sure sign that, yes, the Holy Spirit is in them, but it's not a sure sign of maturity. The fruit of the Spirit is a sign of maturity, and then comes the gift. And when the gift is exercised that way, when it's operated within the context of the fruit of the Spirit, then it is effective in building the church. Paul speaks of one body and many members. Even though our bodies, we know that our bodies are linked by DNA, 
but they are different parts still. They look different. They are treated differently. They work differently. Their purposes of our parts are totally different. But they work to accomplish for the whole body. So the same thing with the gifts that the Lord has given us. And Paul goes on to say, if a foot should say that because I'm the foot, I'm not part of the body. Or the hand says, because the foot says, because I'm not the hand, the foot will be foolish and mistaken. Because for the body to be together, the foot needs to be there. And I want to encourage us and remind us that even though it might look like the smallest part, my small toe that looks like the smallest part of my body, when that is broken or when that is not there, there is issues with balance for the whole body. God has a purpose for each and every little part of our body, as much as he has got purpose for each and every little-looking gift. Some gifts are popular because people can see them. And some gifts are behind the doors where people can't see them. And you got today, I think, uh, a pamphlet that gives you some definitions of gifts. So I'm not going to go into definitions of gifts, but I want us to realize the use of these different gifts is for the benefit of the body. And the use of these different gifts whether small or big, whether popular or unpopular, whether it's an upfront gift or it's a back of, uh, of the stage gift, it is a gift that is used for the body. When we start to think, because I don't have this kind of gift that can be seen by everybody, then I am less in the body. That's a problem. Actually, Paul goes on to say in the body, those parts that we see and think of them to be less honorable are the parts that we give more honor to. And some people would think, after all, the hands are glamorous because everybody can see them. The gift of the eyes is amazing because, I mean, everybody can see that. Or they are different from feet that are covered by shoes or ears that are covered by my hair. Don't worry about that. It is a gift, and we'll show you an example of what that looks like. Each gift that is given to the body is given and serves to the pleasure of the giver. Not the pleasure of the recipient of the gift, but the pleasure of who is the source of the gift. The designer of the body has a way that he wants the gift to operate. And when the gift operates in the right way, it's operating at the pleasure of his, not of ours. Yes, there is benefit for us to grow, but it's not at our pleasure. It is the pleasure of the king who gives these gifts. He is wise enough to know what needs to happen when. We don't know. So when we know that and we understand that, then we understand that we cannot say now that because I am, I am not the hand that is seen by everybody, my gift is useless. No. When we understand that our gifts work at the pleasure of the designer, we know that it's not the popular, well-known, outside, shown-to-the-world gifts that are the main gifts 
of the body. Our witness, actually our true witness, is in how we, ex- how we express and use those gifts that are not well known. That are not popular to everybody. Our witness really lies in those closed doors. I remember Billy Graham saying something like, Sometimes when he gets to heaven, there will be a time maybe when the Lord says, well done, good and faithful servant. And then comes this old lady who has been praying behind the doors that nobody knows about. And the Lord would give him a bigger crown and say, well done, good and faithful servant. All these people that came to Christ because Billy Graham stood in the front of people were there because there was you at the back that nobody saw. Praying and spending time laboring for those souls. So I want to encourage you, when you look at your gift and you think, oh, it might be a small gift that is behind the scenes, do not worry. That's, the real, that's where the real power is of the gift that we see in the front. The power of the gift that we see in the front is because of the gift that is not seen, that is in the body. The power for me to be able to walk and talk to you is in the gift that is in my mind, my brain, and the neurons that you don't see. But that's the power that moves this that you see. For this to live and continue to walk and speak, there is a heart that is beating that you don't see. But that's, that's where the power is. I want to encourage you, if you feel that your gift is small and not seen, it's where the power is. That's the powerhouse of the body. The problem is that The gifts in our era, in our time, have become a huge source of division in the church. They have caused more division than many things, than any other doctrine in the church. There is this group here, there is that group there, there is that group there, there is that group there, there is this group there. And all these divisions are caused by the fact that, number one, we are pride-seeking when we seek our, when we're seeking, when we, we are very like proud people and walking in pride because of the gifts that we have, we cause division in the church because it's all about look at me and what I can do. You can do nothing. The Bible says besides him, outside of him, we can do nothing. Am I right? So the same thing with the gifts. The moment we have a gift and we start to say, look at me, we've messed it up. That's, those are the things that cause that kind of division. Seeking self-honor. Oh, I have the gift of prophecy, so I should be elevated and lifted up. Oh, I have the gift of speaking, so I should be high and mighty. That's a problem. Because the gifts are there to serve, not to be served. The gifts are there to do what to the church? To serve the church. The gifts are there to do what to the church? And not to be saved. And the more we we puff ourselves up and we become balloons, the more division happens in the body. And then the other thing is depending on ourselves, when we depend on ourselves and not on the Holy Spirit. Oh, I can make this happen. You can't make it happen. 
whether your gift is gift of serving people, of, of being um, somebody who cares for people's needs, whether your gift is a gift of speaking like me up here, whether your gift is a gift with comes with worship or administration or whatever, you cannot just whip it up and make it happen. When you whip it up and make it happen, it's no longer the exercise of gifts. And it's going to cause harm to the body. But when we are dependent on the Holy Spirit to lead us and to guide us and to teach us, then the gifts of the Holy Spirit work well with who we are and what the church should do. They become effective and then they unite the church and not divide it. This is one place where Paul says, I don't want you to be divided. There should not be schism in the church. And this is where there is schism in the church today. The enemy will target that because he knows that's the easiest way to get to humans. Pride, self-glory, dependency on ourselves. We're independent people. We can do this. We're intelligent people. We can do this. No, we can't. We need him. And then Paul used a very special application. So I've got a few people that are going to help me with my legal illustration of these gifts in the body. So the first one will come up. Samuel, come up. All right, there is Samuel. This is just an example. So there's nothing wrong with Samuel. So don't think that there's anything wrong with Samuel. And by the way, I'm not going to perform a miracle on Samuel. It's not going to happen. (laughs) Samuel can walk, but we're doing this for illustration. All right, just make sure. (laughs) So Samuel here comes and Sam can't walk. And I say to him, well... Sam, I need you, um, I don't don't think you need this. What happens to him? He falls down. The whole body, did just his leg fall down and the whole body was standing? No. It's the whole body that fell. And it's because of this one small thing that didn't work well. That Samuel, that Samuel fell down. Same thing with the body. That one small little thing can cause us big harm or... You can stand up, Samuel. You are healed now. <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. My second, my second person would be Jeremiah. Jeremiah comes in and he's got a boot on. Jeremiah, and like for example, I would ask him, what happened? Oh, I twisted my ankle, whatever. This is a small part of the body. It's just the ankle that is twisted. And I say to him, well, Jeremiah, I want you to run down this way. Run down this way and get to the end quickly, as quickly as you can. Oh, that's what happens. He falls down. Why does he fall down? Because that little part of the ankle is not working. It's not only his foot that's going to fall and the rest of his body is still working. The whole body falls because of that legal thing. All right, let's get the next one. Sparky. DJ Sparky has a sling on. And he can't play the discs anymore. He's got a sling on. And I say to him, well, I've got this heavy box here. This box is very heavy. And I want you to lift it up and take it to Miss Katie there. Use this hand too. 
Oh, that's painful, isn't it? Yeah. So the whole body couldn't do it. Thanks, thanks, Paki. Next person, I've got two people that are coming to help me, Mariah and Soren. Careful, Mariah is blind. Don't make her fall on the side. She can't see where she is going. And Soren has got a, a sore, a sore, fing, a sore finger. So she, he's got something that's holding his finger up, his thumb up, so that he doesn't get damaged. All right. Mariah, for you. All right, this is red. This is green. Red means falling down a huge pit. And green means you're walking on a smooth road. So, Mariah, which one will you choose? Choose one. I'm stuck. I don't know which way to go. Because you cannot see, isn't it? So because Mariah's eyes could not see which one, if, if I was asking her to walk, she would walk to this falling place and fall in because she can't see. And, but what does she need? She needs somebody to hold her hand and walk her through. That's what the body does. When there is a problem in the body, we help each other to move on. So what Paul is talking about when he speaks about the body. And then there comes my man here, Soren. And I say to Soren, okay, Soren, you, I don't think you need this. I don't think you need it. Take it off. And let's say that arm still doesn't work. And I say to him, well, Soren, I've got this heavy box that you're going to lift up. Uh, but before you do that, I, yeah, lift it up. Tell me if you can. Okay, you can't. All right, all right, all right, Soren, I understand you. So... Um, I want you to lead Mariah, but use this hand that was struggling. Use it to lead Mariah away. Oh, it's not working. And so we see as well that the body, thank you guys, that the body there with those little parts that are not working, there is a problem with the whole body. The last one, Mr. Owen, he comes in, he's got a kneecap. He should be, lim- you should be limping. Come on, <laughs> let's work this out. <laughs> All right. So he comes and he's limping, and I say to him, Oh, Owen, what happened? Oh, you've got a knee brace. Almost probably your knee is not working. Well, it's just a small little thing. Come on, we can kneel down and pray. (laughs) And he's like, Oh, no, I can't do it. And why? It's just because it's the knee, but it affects the whole body. The whole body can't kneel because the knee has got a problem. Thank you, brother. So I want you to see this and think about this. As you've seen these examples, the body does not work each part by itself. The body works with different parts to make the whole body work. The body needs the functions of the other parts for it to work. The gifts need to be worked together for the body to be able to work well. And so I'm going to encourage you and, and put a, a question out, which we're going to be asking in the next, next two weeks when we do small group checkup. As you listen this week, I want you to find a gift in your small group that complements your gifting. Gifts don't work just in isolation. They work together. 
And I want you to think about it as you, as this week you sit at small group and you hear somebody else share and you descend with them on what the Lord is saying to them according to their biblical mandate and what the Lord has called them to do. I want you to seek out a place where your gift connects with somebody else's gift to make the church or the body benefit from that. Gifts don't work in isolation. The moment you have a gift that is working in isolation, there the schism that Paul is speaking about starts. So the parts of the body work together. The eyes do not only serve to see for themselves. Am I right? The hands do not only feed themselves and nobody else. They do not only defend themselves and nobody else. They defend the whole body. And some of, the, some, of the, some of the issues that we have, I can try and scratch my hand. That's the only way I can, this hand can scratch itself. Am I right? If I've got a scratch here, what do I need? Another hand. Am I right? And then the other thing that is important to think about is that the body does not only supply, the heart does not only supply blood for itself. It pumps blood and supplies it to the whole body. Am I right? Sometimes there is a part of the body that only lives to serve itself. It contributes nothing to the rest of the body. Everything gets, it gets, it uses to feed itself and to grow for itself. And what we call that? Cancer, a tumor, and it kills the body. When things are done with selfish motivations, it's a cancer to the body. When we do and we use the gifts to enrich ourselves, to look better than others, that's cancer to the body. As much as a tumor would use all the blood flows that it gets to grow itself and nothing else and benefit nobody else in the body. Spurgeon said this, speaking about this chapter. I'm going to read this quote. It's a very long quotation by Spurgeon, but I liked it. He said, I want every member of this church to be a worker. We do not have any drones. If there are any who want to eat and drink and do nothing, there are plenty of places elsewhere where you can do it. There, were, there are empty pews about in abundance, so go fill them. For, if we, do not, for we do not want you, if that's the case with you, Every Christian who is not a bee is a wasp. Every Christian who is not in connection in working their gifts with others, as a bee would do, is a wasp. Produces nothing, really. The most quarrelsome people are the most useless. And they are the ones who are most unhappy and who, sorry, and the ones who are most happy and peaceable are generally those who are doing the most for Christ in humility. When we are humble about the gifts that God has given us and realize they come from him, they are for the body of Christ, then the body works and the body is in good health. Why is the body not in good health at this point? It is because of our pride. It is because of our self-seeking. We are seeking recognition for ourselves. That is why the body is in the state that it is. 
Paul goes on and says, I will show you a more excellent way. And then he steps on into 1 Corinthians 13. What is this most ex- more excellent way that he's talking about? He's talking about love. The gifts of the Spirit work with love. The gifts are merely ways we can, ex- we can express and receive love from God and love to one another. The gifts are containers. And inside the container is love. When you unwrap candy, you don't eat the paper. Am I right? You throw away the wrapper and you eat the candy. Same situation. Our gifts are like a wrap, but inside, for it to be real, there has to be love. When there is no love inside it, it's not what it should be. If this week, if this past week during trick or trick, for those of you who do trick or tricking, and you gave all these children all this, you built some mud piles and put them in wrappers and put them, gave, gave them to the kids, would they be happy? No. Because we, we have advertised that it's something different, but there's something else different inside that is not edible. Our gifts need to be wrappers and containers of the love of God. We receive God's love through his spirit and we contain it and we are able to pass it on to our brothers and sisters and receive from our brothers and sisters through the gifts that God has given them. And they're coming in as containers that contain the love of God for us to grow. When the gifts are used in love, they continue the work that Christ started. Pastor Ryan spoke about the other week, he spoke about, I think it was two weeks ago, three weeks ago, he spoke about continuing and fulfilling. There's a scripture that Paul says that I'm fulfilling what is, what is lacking. And everybody's like, what does that scripture mean? And he said to us, it's fulfilling what God had already started in Christ. When we read X 1-1, which is the account of the church, it says the former account I made of Theophilus, of all that Jesus began to do and to teach. He began to do those things. And the church is now continuing what Jesus did. He said, greater works than these you would do. So many things he said about us as the church carrying on his mission. And we can only carry on this mission if we are walking in, in exercising our gifts with that same love that Jesus had. So I'm asking you again, church, do not neglect your gift that God has given you. It might look small. It might look like it's behind the scenes. Do not neglect it. It has a part in the body. We know it might look very small. These days, we've had that GM had shut down some time. They've been shutting down their, their functions for a long time. For these big cars, and the only thing that's missing is a computer chip. And it stops the whole operation. 
Your gifting might look small, but it might be the computer chip that makes this thing work. And I want to encourage you, as you think about this, as you pray about this, as you discern with one another, call out each other's gifts as you discern, discern that with one another. As they go through their, um, their biblical mandate, call them out. Affirm them. Bless them. Pray for them. Work with them. Because we are called to be a body that works together. The gifts are there to make sure that the body works in unity in the midst of our diversity. Things might be different. Our giftings might be different. Yes, they will be different. But they come from the same Lord. And for them to work, they have to be filled with the love of God. Without the love of God, they're useless. They are divisive. Without humility, they are divisive. That is why we see so much division around this. And I want to encourage us, Broadway, as we take this week, as we continue in the next two or three weeks listening to one another, listen to a brother or a sister who's gifted, that is being discerned and identified, that works with yours. Hold hands. It's not a competition. We are walking together. We are building the body. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you that as we build, as we work with you, you are the master builder. And as we work alongside you, Lord, I pray that you would help us to realize the need for love to be part of what we do. We pray for the fruit of the Spirit, Lord, that you would help us to mature and grow and bring forth fruit so that our gift would be useful to the body. Lord, I thank you for each and every one of us, some of us who think, who might feel that they don't have a gift. Lord, I pray that you'd reveal their gift to them and they will be able to exercise that in a way that glorifies you, that brings you honor. We thank you and we give you praise. And we ask that you would help us to love as you loved, to care as you cared, and help us, Lord, to be united as one under your word and under what you have called us to be. We thank you and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen.